Welcome to the Pod Bible Podcast. This is episode number 93. My name is Adam Richardson. I am the Pod Bible editor. I am the host of this podcast. And I'm also a grown adult man with a cold. So, you know, I'm struggling. I'm suffering. I'm sure the sympathy is uh, flowing through your headphones all the way back to me. And I can feel it and I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, you don't want to hear any more of my nasally voice than you have to. So let's just crack on with the episode. Let's talk about what we've got coming up. Before we do, actually, let's talk about the fact that this episode is sponsored by the good people at Good Pods. Good Pods is an award-winning podcast app that allows you to see what your friends are listening to. So it's a really cool sort of, almost like a podcast social media, which I heavily recommend you check out. We've got a chat with uh, JJ from Good Pods at the end of this show. So stick around for that. But until then, let's talk about what we've got coming up. We have some great guests. We did a podcast last week a bonus one if you missed it it was a chat with three true crime podcasts we went along to CrimeCon uk which is a big crime convention and they had a huge hall full of podcasters we spoke to a lot of them it was really cool to do face-to-face chats again uh, last week on that episode we had lady justice generation y and handcuffed and we spoke to three others as well so we've got another CrimeCon bonus pod coming up very soon so uh yeah if you did miss that it was a bonus episode of the podcast which came out last week This week, we have three great guests and we're kicking things off with a podcast that I have been trying to get on the Pod Bible podcast for a very long time. For whatever reason, we just haven't been able to make it work. I'm a fan of this show. I listen to it on the regs and I'm delighted to be able to say that Howard Cohen and Dane Baptiste are here to talk about Dane Baptiste Questions Everything. All right, I'm joined today by Dane Baptiste and Howard Cohen, who together form Dane Baptiste Questions Everything. How are you guys? Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Good. I'm very good. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to have you on. I must admit, um, I've been keen to arrange this for a long time and there's been various things that have got in the way, notably the pandemic, because originally I was hoping to meet you guys at the ACAR studios, but we're here now and it's great to have you for anybody who's listening who is unaware of the show what the fuck are you doing with your life what are you doing with your life i don't know who wants to take this was saying we uh tend to ask questions (laughs) some of those might include existential ones like what the fuck are you doing with your life if you're not listening to our podcast come on sort it out yeah sort yourself out and you know that's the that's the point is that we want people to sort themselves out by beginning to question their reality (laughs) because we feel like on our podcast revolution and change always begins with people asking questions about their uh, current situation and so and also we kind of like want people to be able to have a catharsis of the stuff that goes on in your, their heads but they don't really feel like asking which is a big part of like comedy as well is that the payoff is that you get to say what people are thinking whereas now we kind of just give them the platform to say what they're thinking anyway outside of the confines of a comedy club nice i didn't even really even have to ask we you, knew you what know, you what were hoping for us about. to you say knew. yeah we, pretty obvious yeah. right pretty obvious what we're going to discuss how did it come about originally how did you two meet or know each other before television yeah met, met well, comedy watch comedy and then try and get people in comedy on television dane mm-hmm. came I, well, I saw him live but then he came to a company that's now doesn't exist which isn't a good sign um <laughs> for a, for a, for a, for a, uh, a, a casting session for a show that no longer exists and he I mean, we just got along i just enjoyed spending time with dane and then i did actually have a pilot for a show uh, that doesn't exist and uh, <laughs> and uh, me and dane sat in the canteen and dane talked and i said to him mate no one ever hears this from you mm. this this bit of you we don't get on stage 
And then I said to Howard, we should probably do something that will continue to exist. And so (laughs) after being involved in so many projects that failed to exist, Howard was like, I want to make something that's tangible and real. And as I said, um, being able to kind of give the mind behind the uh, work and the art, kind of realized that there's probably a lot of people who are known for what they do as opposed to who they are or how they think. And so where there's Mm -hmm. a lot of podcasts where the celebrity guests are kind of invited to discuss other aspects of their celebrity life or popular culture, we kind of just wanted to kind of be a lot more minimalist and humanize um, the whole idea of celebrity and popular culture and therefore, you know, allow us to know how other people think when, you know, they are outside of their uh, job designation. But also that you end up with this interesting thing, Adam, where like, you know, someone might end up coming to our show for, for Dane or they might come yeah. to the show for the episode with like Ramesh Ranganathan or Jimmy mm-hmm. Carr or a number of other guests that are very celebrated. But then when they spot like, you know, um, Trisha Goddard, <laughs> they're like, oh, I wonder yeah. what she's got to say. And we get like really good stuff out of Trisha Goddard. And then they might go, oh, I've never heard of Gary Young. I think I saw him on Twitter the other day. And then they listen mm-hmm. to So you end up with people... Or even people, uh, even people like Jonathan Pye, who more frequently yeah, tend to really ask to have more of a, uh, maybe provide the answers <laughs> that everyone wants to kind of provide. Um, it's giving them the platform whereby what's the premise for the, uh, you know, Jonathan Pye, I guess, narrative. And I guess, yeah, it's it's a quintessential example of someone who's questions their reality and then wants to have that catharsis. So it's, uh, I mean, we, we just want to provide therapeutic services to people at uh, cost-effective rates and uh, have fun doing it. Do you like it, Adam? Yeah, luckily, I'm very happy you've asked me that question and I can honestly answer that I do because obviously, you know, I speak to a lot of different podcasters, don't always listen to all of them, but try and listen to at least one episode. But yeah, I got I got m- much more into yours during the pandemic and I think I enjoyed the variety of things that were being discussed. It wasn't just talking about the pandemic, talking about how people are getting on with lockdowns and ex- all that kind of stuff. You were talking about a wide selection. And I think one of the joys is that you know, most of the time you're talking about fairly highbrow stuff and we're learning about interesting subjects and I've been educated by the podcast, but also sometimes you just talk about the silly kind of stuff that, you know, everybody good, talks about. Good example pub. happened the other week with, with comedian, yeah. comedian Suze Kempner, pod, broadcaster Suze Kempner. She does a number mm-hmm. of things. Not polymath, polymath Suze Kempner. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and she said basically you know will vhs ever have a comeback and we did v- we went in i'm not going to debate this now but like we went into the vhs <laughs> conversation which people of a certain generation and then my question because of the timing of the show was all about afghanistan and we decided to spend the rest yeah. of the episode just talking about afghanistan so to go from vhs to afghanistan i mean maybe you could draw a link between that dane i don't know it's it, it, it shows the breadth of conversation I mean, i'm sure i'm sure there's one link there as well i mean I think at that particular time, the way we made the segue was the fact that historically terrorist cells would film themselves and have to set up the entire equipment. Whereas now <laughs> they're able to just upload stuff straight away. And it's not sure if that maybe helps or hinders the efforts. So, I mean, what we try to do really, Adam, is that like, there's no real uh, way of sequencing the topics that we kind of discuss. I think what I'd said to Howard, because we was able, when we came up with the idea, it was like after having an in-depth and almost informal conversation outside of industry, it was like, you know what people used to enjoy when they were young kind of was like slumber parties. That's where you could stay up and ask these kind of questions and have that kind of platonic yeah. platform to think about things that keep you awake at night. And then at some point as you become adults, well, slumber parties are normally prefaced by someone having to have sex or not having sex. And then mm. you have to use more artificial means uh, to keep yourself company because I think we're both receptive at that time of night. So the idea was that we wanted to kind of reintroduce that kind of setting where it's just as relaxed, as informal as if you were lying in a couple sleeping bags with your friends. And yeah, talking about stuff that probably doesn't make sense to people outside of it. But 
doing it in a way that it's enough that it's still accessible so it's not a closed circle conversation so we always say that and that's why it's called question yeah. everything is because we also encourage mainly from the viewers to you know remind them that they take you know they are the integral part of the show and the more questions they ask the longer we can keep going and also you can never run out of asking questions because even when you're like why don't you guys shut oh, the fuck up or go away that's still a question yeah hopefully. so yeah, people are like why trouble. would you we're guys die <laughs> that's still a question that we're able to answer yeah so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the the couple of examples I wrote down to give people an idea of the breadth of the episodes that you've had, uh, we go from Ed Miliband, uh, his episode, which I really enjoyed, where the main question there was, how far left can the UK go? And then uh, Jade Adams talked about biscuits, chocolate or sweets. Yeah, yep. good, the good question. Well, but the, I think one of the most, in, look, I, I like a lot of podcasts, right? But like, I, and I, I'm not being uh, dismissive of anyone's podcast that is the same in every episode, mm-hmm. but because there's something nice about that, right? People are f- very com- comfortable just listening to the same thing and just with a little bit of a variable changing it. Whereas, like, I mean, genuinely, you know, I, I spent m- uh, years getting ad- trying to get Adam Buxton on the show, right? Yeah. Funny, this is a funny bloke, right? And he came on and just wanted to talk about death for the first yeah. 20 minutes of the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember that <laughs> now, one well. Now, yeah. I, I in no way feel that that was a negative because that's what makes our show unique. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, mm. and that's the dimension we give people. It's like we don't invite our guests onto the show with any kind of expectation. It's almost like we're trying to capture almost like a snapshot of their process, uh, thought process. So, well, what, what... And how often, Dane, at the end, do you hear them genuinely say, oh, I really enjoyed that? Yeah. It's like, oh, I, I guess you normally don't, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Or people are kind of confined to a particular topic. So that's the humane side of the podcast yeah. is that we're kind of like, what was, what were you thinking about in the shower today? What, uh, you know, was on your mind during your commute to work? And it's really capturing that part, I think really humanizes and finds the real commonality between us and the audience because that's, I guess that's what I've always tried to make as part of my narrative in, in general is that like before being a comic or a podcaster or a creative, you're a human being. And I think, you know, being at podcasts and, you know, lockdowns, there were a lot of implications for mental health. It's, it's important for us to like, you know, provide that kind of, uh, I guess like an ASMR, but like a more realistic one where we can kind of discuss mm. even problems that people find are quite neurotic or, you know, cause some kind of neurosis they can still like feel very calm so it's and and it's very much about also questioning being a much more effective tool to a lot of the polarizing we see online especially with digital platforms and there's this real culture of people now want to be like i want to be in your face and say what needs to be said and blah 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 and it's kind of like that's not always necessarily the etiquette i think if you can approach topics particularly taboo ones in a more inquisitive way and then leave it open for people Mm. that may be from a particular demographic or dealing with that issue or have more knowledge of that issue, we'll leave the floor open to them completely to lose the most layperson terms they can so we can enlighten the audience and ourselves as well. Like, I enjoy doing the podcast because I ask questions all the time and it's always uh, refreshing to leave it. Learning something new, which I can in turn, you know, share with future guests or we can go back to. So, yeah. I mean, we're just going to, we're trying to create the ultimate, ultimate pub quiz cliff notes. Like, by the end of this, me and yeah. Howard are basically going to go around yeah. the UK doing pub quizzes, and we're going to be millionaires, baby. Just hustling everybody. Yeah. All those uh, pint glasses full of pound coins you'll be taking home. Yeah. Um, one final thing I wanted to ask you, this is probably more as a, as a fan and, a, and of, of the podcast and a regular listener to try and get that little peek behind the curtain. How prepared are you with these questions? Because it very much seems as if these questions are just asked off the top of your head. It's sort of like the guest arrives and they say, you know what, I want to ask this, and you guys react to it. Or are they emailing you days before? Let me let me let me let me give you a peek behind the curtain, Adam. I would say predominantly seventy-five to eighty percent of the episodes, it is not discussed between me, yeah. Dane, and the guests. What is going to go on? There mm-hmm. might be that I know what the guest is going to ask. 
because they wanted to ask, show me the question, but I don't tell Dane. Uh, right. Dane sometimes might say to me, I'm thinking of asking something about this and I'll go, cool, well, I'm not going to ask that. But the very, very rare occurrence where we have someone on, I'm not going to name them, who might be like, oh, what are you going to say? I don't know what, <laughs> yeah. you get in trouble. You know, okay, you, you yeah. get these yeah. circumstances where we need to tell everyone everything. But um, it wouldn't ever feel like uh, the world of preparedness. And that makes for fun. Yeah. It's, not, it's, not no. it's not particularly rigid. And the thing is as well, is that like, again, the format, the idea of questioning is that by having open-ended questions, it leaves it open for our guests to give a context of themselves. So even though like Howard will vet questions and make sure nothing's too probing or might be too inflammatory, then by us continuing to ask questions out and open-ended and also paying attention to the answers they may give with earlier questions and the questions they ask, it's much easier for us to conversation, mm. to glean what kind it almost allows us to find out what questions are going to provide more of an opportunity for that person to expand on their way of thinking. So yeah, the, it's, yeah. It's, we're not really trying to catch anybody out. It's more of, it's an open-ended question and they can answer and reveal as much of themselves through their answers as they want. So that's the idea is that you just really want them to... I think there's a secret formula that does go on if you want to hear the secret, you know, like the secret sauce. Uh, of course, like Burger King or the McDonald's has got the Big Macs. Big Macs have got the secret. Yeah, sauce. I mean yeah, there yeah. are other there are other Big places as well. How would that have a secret <laughs> yeah, secret sauce? Yeah, that's very much a secret. Point now, it's, it's just it's, it's a just... where we realise the main ingredient is fructose. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the secret sauce of the show, palm oil. The secret sauce of the show is generally this: the guests ask the first question. Well, in fact, the audience asks the first question, which if it's mm-hmm. a really good one, then we kind of debate that for a couple of minutes. Then the, the guest asks the first question. Depending on if, if the guest says something serious or not serious, then influences which of my questions, I try and keep a few questions to hand, that I ask. Because if, it's, if they've gone serious, it's quite useful for me not to go serious. And right. then for Dane's question, which kind of wraps up the show, I genuinely think it's really good when Dane ends up kind of, not that I'm not involved, but like they kind of get a bit of one-on-one, a more one-on-one time where Dane might be wanting to ask something really specific. Uh, mm-hmm. And if someone's listened to the podcast and they've got to that point, they'll come with us for the rest of the way and it might get a bit more niche. But that's, but that's how so it's there's a, there's a, yeah. a little bit. But that's of, a good technique yeah. that Howard has as well, is that it's like we, we, like we it. almost present the light and shade of someone's uh, way of thinking. And that allows me to have more of a context to ask the final question, which maybe mainly main, might reference both of those topics because again it's like we've had those two questions allowed us to build up a context of who this person is so again it allows me to phrase my question in a way that allows them to expand on who they are based on the information we've already given them so what we always do is just make sure that it's always about yeah inquisition and learning about who somebody is and never never an, an accusatory question like why are you a piece of shit and why are you like that what what yeah. What were yeah, you Katie smoking when you came up with that song? The... There's nothing accusatory or, you know, <laughs> making someone have to qualify themselves to us. It's really just about, like, you know, trying to take a genuine interest in people. And I, and I, and I think that's, you know, as, as people and as audience members, it's what we're all seeking in, in a form or another. Just from human interaction, it's some kind of validation. And it's the same here as well. So there's very limited conflict, even if the subjects we talk about definitely create conflict. I mean, when Jonathan Pye first came on, I think that might be the closest one we got. To like, he just didn't know where we would be on the spectrum. Mm. So he's instantly a bit more defensive than most people, I would say, because he gets right. he gets called a lot of names online. Yeah, there hasn't been much conflicts on the ones that I've been listening to, but or, you know, or if they're disagreements, they're minor disagreements, which obviously is good to have in most most sort of discourse anyway in, in many ways but i'm pleased to hear that it's not all pre-planned because yeah. you know dane, dane dane alluded to the fact that it's similar to a to a sleepover it's not often that you'd get invited to a sleepover and then sent 
a crib sheet of what you're going to be discussing. It's those sort Half of my really organised auntie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, although that being said, if your if your friend, you know, you might have more in depth things in the school that your friend might not say out in the school playground, and it's the same kind of principle. We just, I just think like yeah. within within the uh, settings of the podcast, then I I always want. And also, it's, it's a lot of the guests that we have on, we have a pre-existing relationship with. And so there is a kind of air of trust there where they know the endeavour is not for us to, you know, embarrass them or to, like, you know, antagonise them for the sake of entertainment or for, uh, you know, sensationalism. So, I mean, yeah, we always mm-hmm. want our guests to definitely leave feeling like they've gained something from the podcast as well. Other than us gaining a guest and gaining more content, it's definitely a cathartic process for all parties. And as I said, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting when you can have a conversation with this nature where, uh, you know, Adam Buxton is talking about death or, you know, discussing like bipartisan politics with Ed Miliband, which for me is not, never something that I imagined would happen when we started doing the podcast. But um, yeah, it's come along in leaps and bounds. And, and here we and are. Here we are. Yeah. And it's, and as time goes on, I'm pleasantly surprised by the wide range of listeners that we have. And um, yeah, we really want to question everything and to just be a part, not just, you know, it's, it's a philosophy. And so we hope that kind of like migrates from the podcast itself and also into the minds of people. Uh, because, like I said, we definitely want to encourage mm-hmm. that culture where, especially where there's so much emphasis on freedom of speech, rather than making blanket or accusatory statements or blunt statements to people, maybe, you know, ask first. And, you know, a lot of the time it's it's a lot more, it's a lot more of an effective conversation tool to listen more than you speak sometimes. And that's the kind of uh, discipline we try to apply to the podcast. Although some people might be like, they could stand to speak less. And that's where I'll end this. <laughs> it's his bloody name in the show. It's his fucking name in the show. What do you want from it? You're the star. Um, yeah, uh, exactly. Very good. Brilliant. All right. Well, thank you very much, uh, both of you, for coming on and uh, discussing the show. And anybody who hasn't looked uh, or had a listen uh, to Dane Baptiste's questions, everything should have a pretty good idea what it's all about now. So uh, if you like the sound of that, go and check it out. Um, I wrote about the episode with Tolly T in a recent nice. issue of Pod Bible because I loved that episode. It's great. Um, so yeah, that that's one I'd I'd point people to. Uh, but yeah, go and have a look. You've got well over a hundred episodes there now. So uh, thanks very much, both of you, for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. And here's to 100 more. When we see you again, Adam, thank you. Thank you, Dane. Thank you, Howard. It was great to chat to them. And uh, they were recording that with me just before they recorded another episode so uh, of, of their show. So, uh, yeah, really appreciate them taking the time to come on. They'll be back on another episode very soon to uh, recommend some shows that they love to listen to. Speaking of which, let's crack on with this week's recommendations. We're going to kick things off with Dan Snow. He was on episode 91 talking about his show History Hit, and he's back now recommending not one, but two podcasts. Okay, it's time for a podcast recommendation and we have the returning Dan Snow, who was on a previous episode talking about his podcast history hit. Hi, Dan. Hey, mate. How's it going? Good. Very good. Thank you. Uh, I'm excited to hear what kind of podcasts you may be listening to. Just quickly to start off with, do you listen regularly? Are you are you somebody who listens throughout the day, throughout the week? I'm a, I, Ever since I started the podcast, I'm now an insane. Po- I do nothing else but it's the podcast. All, that's all I do. <laughs> Brilliant. day in day out okay yeah we're gonna get on great then uh so what podcast would you like to recommend for us to start off with well i'm one of these weird guys that's british but i'm obsessed with u.s politics um and the recent withdrawal from afghanistan shows us why because the decisions made in washington dc affect us all whether we like it mm-hmm. or not so it's pretty important who's in power there so i am a fan of the juggernaut the monstrous the massive the phenomenal pod save america which features oh. the team of former speechwriters of Barack Obama, 
there's four core hosts of various guests and various spin-offs and it's a kind of universe they've set up but it's Pods of America hosted primarily by John Favreau and uh, it just keeps me going I've got to find out what's happening in Washington DC yeah and have you been a long-term listener has that always been a favourite I've been listening to them since they started I think I probably to my enormous embarrassment I've probably listened to every single episode since they launched which was in January 2017 just before wow. Trump was inaugurated yeah Super it's fun. like a well it was like a slow motion you know catastrophe over there it was a soap opera I couldn't listen to anything else so I am obsessed and and it turns out that the trauma didn't end with Donald Trump leaving the White House so there's still plenty to learn about plenty to talk about over there excellent yeah it's nice to have some of these uh, big ones recommended so often we get people come on who would like to sort of they, they try and think of something a bit niche maybe something somebody won't have heard of but yeah there are still a lot of people uh, we had a chat before uh, when we were talking about your show about there are lots of people who haven't heard podcasts but there are also podcast fans who haven't heard about these big ones so nice for them to get a shout out occasionally uh, is there something a bit more niche or a bit more sort of more smaller or homegrown that you'd like yeah, to homegrown um, a good colleague of mine great friend of mine uh, 20 years of work's going on various things Professor Susanna Lipscomb just launched her own uh, history podcast which is fabulous called Not Just the Tudors because it is about 16th century it's about the Renaissance that kind of fascinating period around the world uh, a time of the Tudors here in the UK but a time of extraordinary uh, Ming China Aztecs the Renaissance going on in, in many parts of Italy extraordinary artistic scientific developments the printing press coming to europe the reformation also anyway lots of things going on and it is brilliant she has just got the best guests and she's uh she's one of the best sort of history broadcasters around it's great to see her come to podcasting lovely okay just to put you on the spot are there any particular guests that, or episodes that you've enjoyed that you could highlight throughout there is that are they all gold there's one episode on coffee and tobacco coming to london mm-hmm. in the 15th and 16th centuries and the unbelievable success i mean uh tobacco that went from being no tobacco smoked to being every single person apparently in Tudor London was just on it the whole time. Coffee, it's same as that. Same, just you know, begins. Like, well, first coffee shop opens came from the Ottoman Empire, and within decades there are like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of coffee shops all over London. Love that. Also, an episode that was, the guest was so good. And one episode about um, Louis the Fourteenth's mistresses that I immediately nicked her and, and got her to come on my podcast too. So I listen to these podcasts. Because I want to learn, I want to enjoy, pass the time, but also because I'm scouting for talent for my own podcast. <laughs> so I immediately stole her and she came on my podcast. We talked about royal mistresses um, and the role they filled, the kind of bizarre world of being Louis XIV or Charles II's mistress. Fantastic. I love that. That's uh, yeah, a great recommendation of, of her podcast and all the episodes you got there. But then tie it back to yours and, and a little you know recommendation for one of your episodes too. Well, thanks very much. Perfectly done. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Thanks, Dan, for that. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Adam. Good luck. Thank you, Dan, for that, for those two recommendations. All right, let's finish things up for the week then in terms of recommendations with a return guest, Kerry Keenan. She is the host of the floating, sorry, your floating bed. She was on talking about that all the way back in May. Uh, she on a bonus episode, um, but she's here now to do a recommendation for us. Okay, it's time for a recommendation and I am joined by the host of Your Floating Bed, Kerry Keenan. Hello, Kerry. How are you? Hi. Hello. I'm good. Thank you. Good. Um, <laughs> 
I'm interested to hear what you're going to re- recommend for us because we've heard before about your floating bed and the kind of show that is and it's a show that you'd put on to try and relax and uh, get some mindfulness and all that kind of thing. Are you going to recommend a podcast in a similar area or is it something completely different? No, I'm going to make you laugh actually because I'm okay. going to almost leap to the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> Perfect. And I'm going to recommend the MMA Fan Podcast, which was created by my husband, which I know oh. everyone probably be like, oh, come on. And I totally get it. So it's created by Blake Harrison and um, Stu Whiffin. But the reason I'm recommending it is I am someone that, yes, my husband's really into MMA and it's never massively interested me. It will be on the TV a lot. He'll try and talk to me about it a lot. And I'll sort of be like rolling my eyes, half listening. But I have to say, I was so chuffed to bits for Blake starting this because he doesn't know that many people that are into MMA. Then meet Stu, those guys click, they create this podcast. And honestly, listening to it, they are so passionate about their love for MMA and knowledgeable in a really accessible way. And their enthusiasm is so infectious. Yeah. So I can't help but get caught up in that. And I really think a lot of listeners will be the same. Also, I probably only really knew about the big, what would you say, like the big stars of MMA, whether it be Ronda Rousey or Conor McGregor, of course, like a lot of people know about those mainstream fighters. So I've really enjoyed learning about people like Meatball Molly McCann. Yeah, that's right. I'm so sorry. I've just butchered her name. But that's all right. She is so inspirational. What an amazing female athlete. She has such an incredible attitude. And so I would really recommend people go back and listen to that episode because she is quite an incredible person to, to hear about, as was Paddy the Baddie, who has had like mental health struggles. And again, in, in like this time, this day and age, particularly when we're hearing about so many young men battling with their mental health mm. and not having the help they deserve. I think to hear these really inspirational people, these athletes talking so openly, so candidly about these issues is quite an amazing thing. So yes, I would really recommend people check that out. Okay. Do you now watch the fights? Or yeah, do you just do. listen to the pod? Amazing. No, okay. I, I know. I know. I, okay, I'm not going to sit and li- and watch an entire, because I mean, they go on for hours, don't they? Like, mm. what was, there was one on recently. I get confused if I'm completely honest, because I'm new to it between yeah. the UFC fights and the Bellator, because Blake kind of jumps between both. But there was one recently that I couldn't help but get invested in. And I'm so sorry, I'm going to forget the guy's name, but Francis... I wish Blake was here to tell me. I know, me, I'm the wrong person, I don't know. He was an incredible fighter who, as a young man, was like, uh, came over to France as like a refugee and had this in- incredible story mm. that I could not help become, I, don't, I think, don't think anybody could help but become really emotionally invested in. And then I sort of sat down and watched the fight and, and watched this incredible athlete win. Yeah, so I, I, I don't... I. <laughs> Of course, at at times it's hard to watch. I really hate seeing anybody get knocked out. I think far too often I've watched fights with Blake and been like, why the hell has the referee not stopped? (laughs) Like someone's Mm. getting pummeled and I, that really grosses me out. At the same time, I can really appreciate these people for the insane amount of 
dedication that must go into being at the top of your field as a mixed martial artist. Like they are insanely fit. <laughs> like to, to be honest, I can't even get on board with sort of having the mentality of, hey, I'm about to step into a cage and like mm. fight this like Adonis human in front of me, I would either pass out or just like run away screaming. So I'm just like to be able to do that. But they're amazing athletes. So yeah, I probably have got very swept up in it. Okay, cool. <laughs> but well, yeah, good. it's it's but it's a really fun podcast to check out because even if um you don't have any interest in MMA, also they have guests on for a um, segment, I think they call it fight or flight, where they get someone who's never watched MMA before. I think they've had like our friend Emily Head on. They've had Laura Checkley. They've had like Lee Mack. And they get them to watch a fight and then chat to them about it, about whether, you know, they had any preconceptions about MMA. Um, would they watch another fight? And that's yeah. a really enjoyable, accessible conversation because a lot of us haven't. You know, it, it is a very fast um, growing a sport in terms of its popularity but a lot of us won't watch it i think because also it's um to my knowledge i think it's only recently come on to sort of mainstream tv i think it's something you sort of have to really actively go and untell if you want to yeah. watch it yeah um but i think maybe the bbc is starting to try it and, and a lot of the time it's on late isn't it because obviously it's like on in the states so it's on in the middle of the night over here or whatever to oh yeah because it's always in vegas or something isn't it yeah so there's a lot of commitment involved. If you're as hardcore as Blake, you will, you'll watch it. <laughs> you'll do you'll it. be up in the middle of the night watching it. <laughs> yeah. I do like the fact that it sounds as if it's got something for everyone in the fact that, you know, if, if you want to get analysis of the fights that have just happened, you can go in and listen to that. If you want to get sort of an intro into the mindset of a fighter, you can go and listen to an interview. But totally. then at the same time, if you yeah. have no idea what you're on about or, or, or what it's all about, but you like Lee Mack or you like whoever yeah, the yeah. guests they've exactly. had, then you can go and hear what they thought. So yeah, exactly. sounds like there's all, exactly. all kinds of ways to enjoy Yay. it. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay, good. Well, uh, the, the relief here is that your uh, husband, Blake, hasn't actually just made a terrible podcast that you're now having to I know. pretend... <laughs> It's good. Yeah, exactly. That's a relief, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. <laughs> it sounds No, it is worth good. listening to. <laughs> and it has some good guests and stuff. Brilliant. All right. Thank you very much, Kerry, for coming on Thank to you. recommend that. Thank you. Thanks, Kerry. Kerry recommended her own husband's podcast, but I think that's fine, right? It's a good podcast. It's a successful podcast. And it's also a podcast that features another Pod Bible founder and uh, frequent visitor to the Pod Bible podcast, Stu Whiffin. Uh, and speaking of Stu, he is here now. I mentioned that Good Pods have sponsored this episode, the award winning podcast app. And Stu had a lovely chat with JJ Ramberg all about Good Pods and what it's all about. JJ, please tell me all about what you do. I am the co-founder of Good Pods, which is a social podcast app. So you can do everything that you do on every other podcast app. You get access to millions of shows. You can play them, save them, etc. But the magic of Good Pods is that it is social. So picture Instagram or Twitter where you follow your friends and then you get to see what they're listening to. And so where did the concept of that come from? 
Two places, really. So as a listener, I'm sure people can relate to this. I had a lot of trouble finding new podcasts. So I would like be ready to go out for a run. And let's just say I had 40 minutes to go running. And I would spend 20 of those minutes thinking, what am I going to listen to? And sort of scrolling around and doing searches and calling someone. And it just felt like this is an inefficient way for me to find great content. And there should be a way for me to just know like with books and other things right now, what my friends are listening to. And so why isn't there just a great app where I can see what my friends are listening to? But then on the flip side, I was also a podcaster. So I was an anchor um, with NBC News for over a decade and I had a podcast. And while the podcast did well, I will admit that I don't think it was just my awesome content. (laughs) I think it was also because I had this big company behind me and I felt like there are so many great, important voices that are just not surfacing to the top because they don't have influence in the world or money or connections, et cetera. And so what can we build to get more independent voices heard? Absolutely. And JJ, what you've said there is pretty much echoing the very story of Pop Bible as well. You know, the publication was born out of that desire to, right, where do we find new podcasts? And it was word of mouth. It was what your friends were listening to. Um, and, and, and obviously, again, it come from me reaching out to, to uh, Scroobius Pip, one of the other partners of the business, to go, right, I need to tell more people about my podcast and I don't know where to start. And so that's where the idea of Pod Bible come from. And it's great to know that because nothing beats that recommendation off your friend. You know, if you go, oh, I listen to that, they go, oh, God, you, you, you would love this podcast. And the fact that your app enables people to, you know, to look at what their friends are listening to. I think that's absolute genius. Well, that's why I was so excited when I met you, Stu. We're basically, (laughs) you know, the same person here and our goals here. And yeah, it's so fun. So I love when I, I mean, I've been waking up a lot in the middle of the night. And so I love when I'm like, oh, I want to listen to something. I just scroll through my feed and see all this cool stuff that people who I admire are listening to. And I found so many neat podcast that I just would have never learned about before. And so how have you found it as, as you know, as the, the platform you've got? Have you seen that grow or have you seen any significant changes over the last 15 months of the world stopping turning as we know it? Well, we launched in the middle of all of this. Mm. So for us, things didn't change. They've just been growing because we started at zero when we launched. But yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of great things happen to us, which I'm grateful for. So like Fast Company, um, Speak Magazine over here named us one of the most innovative social media companies. And we just had some big name celebrities uh, post about us and, and tell their followers to follow us unpaid. All of this just happened naturally. So I just think we're in a really neat time where people are very excited about podcasts and it's funny when when before we launched this, I, I talked to 700 people literally to say, do you have trouble finding podcasts and podcasters to say, do you have trouble finding an audience? And I always I, I often got this answer uh, when I asked people, do you listen to podcasts? It was either. Yes, I love them or no, but I know I should. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. these people who are like, I know I should, but I don't know where to start. And for them, it's like, oh, well, you start by listening to something your friend recommends. Yeah, 100%. We've made it on every single uh, issue of Pop Bible 
on page one, what is a podcast? How do I listen? Because there's still so many people that are completely unaware of this amazing universe that exists where it's so much amazing content and you've just got to press that one button on your phone or your whatever listening device you have and it's just life-changing so we're you know like you we're just so excited for people to to find out about podcasts and and i mean for those in the uk that want to kind of um because obviously you're, you're based in the states so for for those that are in the uk that want to find out more how do we do that oh we've got so many international users and a ton in the uk Somehow our name has gotten out around there, but you just go to the app store or the Google play store and download good pods. Again, you use it as your player, but you get to follow people and share what you're listening to. Wonderful. JJ moving forwards. What are plans? Our plans are to just do more of the same. Again, we're, we're early days of this, even though we've, we've seen great success. We really feel like we're just at the tip of the iceberg. So it is to be the place where listeners go to discover with Pod Bible, right? And and we'll propose your lists also, where people go to discover great content, where podcasters can see themselves elevated. So for instance, we have indie only top charts so that right. there are some great shows that reach the top that obviously wouldn't be able to compete with the big guns, you know, but they can get on the indie only charts. And so we're really laser focused on those two things. Oh, it's wonderful what you're doing. JJ, thank you so much. Thank you, Stu. So, so fun to talk to you. Thanks, JJ. Thanks, Stu. Thanks, of course, to Dane and to Howard and to Dan and to Kerry uh, and to everybody for listening. Uh, if you enjoy the Pod Bible podcast and you would like more content from us, then podbiblemag.com is where you should be headed. We've got video interviews. We've got magazine launch video interviews on there as well. We've got the, obviously the whole back catalogue of the magazine, the brand new issue with Kelechi Okafor is there and available to read. Uh, and we have all kinds of good bonus reviews, recommendations, lists. If you're into creative podcasts, we've recently uploaded a uh, article about the top 10 podcasts to get your creative juices flowing. So there's all kinds of that, that kind of stuff. Lots of different recommendations. So podbiblemag.com at pod bible on social media as well we're part of the acast creator network and we're delighted to be and uh, final thing big thanks to buddy peace he uh, is producer and editor and he has edited out lots of sniffs and coughs and has had to deal with my nasal voice in his ear for far too long so thanks buddy and thanks everybody for listening we'll see you in a couple of weeks